Welcome to the Nas Red Podcast, or Nas Red Talks About Movies, a place where movies are discussed. Today, it is a beautiful Easter Sunday. And on Easter, I think it's the day that people celebrate when Jesus came back and killed the vampires or something. I really don't know. But um, today is Easter Sunday, and today we are going to be talking about the fate of the furious, where I'm going to give a, a brief review. And I'm also going to be talking about the glory of Cutie Honey. And if you haven't seen Cutie Honey or you don't know what Cutie Honey is, uh, strap in because it's going to be a fun little uh, thing. I'm going to I'm going to show you a, a, a whole new world, a beautiful world. A fucking plane is going by, but that's okay. It's Easter Sunday, and again, it's the day that uh, we celebrate something. We celebrate something about Jesus. I'm not a big religious guy, so uh, anyway. So I saw the Fate of the Furious, the new Fast and the Furious movie, and what do I have to say about it? How many ice cream cones am I going to give it? Which is the new kind of new rating system how did it make me feel did i enjoy this latest adventure of dom and his family and i will uh preface this uh review by saying this and i say this with absolute love you know again it's easter i don't want to have some hateful spiel in me right now but i so i don't want you to think that i i'm saying this as a negative i'm saying this as a complete positive The Fast and the Furious movies are the stupidest franchise ever. Like, they're really dumb movies. But I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean that in an absolutely good way. Um, There's that film critic that if you've, you know, you're a cinephile, you know the name, Pauline Kael. And Pauline Kael said something uh, a long time ago when she was still alive, I think. Uh, She said, movies are, and I'm paraphrasing, and I heard this because Roger Ebert said she said this, and this always stuck with me. She said, movies are so seldom good art. I, I don't even know exactly what the phrasing was, but she says, movies are so seldom good art that you have to be able to appreciate good trash because that's usually what movies are. And I have to say, the Fast and the Furious movies are really, really great, fun trash. They're really stupid. Like, I'll, I'll give you an example of their stupidity. Like, for instance, all of the movies, like, I've, I think I've seen the past three Fast and Furious movies in the theaters, and they're always fun times at the movies. They're good popcorn films. They're they're good movies with a big thing of popcorn and lots of butter and uh, vanilla Coke, as I as I like, you know, I like vanilla Coke. But anyway, what I'm saying about the Fast and Furious movies is like, for instance, say like there's they they have a plan, right? Like say like Tyrese and Ludacris and and, and the whole gang, Vin Diesel and uh, Paul Walker, bless his soul, when he was still alive, like they have some objective they have to do. And so their plan is always let's get these really nice cars and drive around like i'm always very unclear about what the f th- these guys their plan are plan is you know what i mean like I, I i mean i don't know and then the other thing is like i notice in the fast and furious movies space and time is sort of this weird thing that only sort of exists for the sake of whatever action is happening like i'll give you an example i think in the last one there's this part where they're on a runway and it's the big like action finale basically and they're on this runway and the plane is going and they're fighting on this runway and the plane keeps going and i swear to god this runway must be 50 million miles long because the 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 sequence went on for like 10 minutes and this plane keeps going on this runway these movies are stupid like that and then the other thing about these movies is that they're incredibly corny and i like that like they're they're really like 
they always have this thing of pro family and which i think is so lame but again it, it's funny you know what i mean like it, it contributes to the experience of watching these films in the theater like for instance i mean you know like a, a number of these films they end with everybody saying grace and vin diesel talking about the virtues of family and uh that's very funny um one thing i will say about the movie in regards to the villain i like the villain in this charlize theron and i really think that this movie is sort of a warm-up for atomic Bo uh, blonde which is coming out soon wow so many planes are going by today i think it's because all the pilots are trying to find jesus in the sky i don't know but anyway so i really think charlize theron her her character her uh uh like her she sort of like gets dom to to go against his family which is so crazy uh and she was really good and let me look at my notes i mean it, you know it, it wasn't uh it was it, it it sort of fit the criteria of what i think a good fast and furious movie is a good fast and furious movie is a stupid and again, I say that with love. I don't mean that. And I really, I certainly don't want that to be like, a, to feel like a knock against the filmmakers. These films, I mean, most, all Hollywood films, they're all really well made and they look like they're made by robots. And that's cool, you know, like they're really well made. But um, I will say, uh, yeah, like it sort of fit everything that I wanted in a in a Fast and Furious movie. It's stupid. It has nice cars. It has funny banter with Tyrese. Tyrese is always like, you know, like uh, when when they're like planning something and like say the plan is like, okay, guys, we're gonna take this tank and we're gonna catapult it into the air and then it's gonna like a, a parachute is gonna come down from the tank and then you're gonna jump off the tank and jump into a lamborghini and then the lamborghini is gonna jump into the air and you, you're just gonna be in the air and you're gonna be driving and you're gonna be doing all this thing and then tyrese would always go like oh hell no no i'm not doing that you know and that's really funny um so it was a good uh thing one of the things that i think is interesting about these films and I think, you know, I reviewed a, a few episodes back, I reviewed Triple X 3, the, the, the new Triple X movie with Vin Diesel. And that definitely does this. And I think it's funny. I think it's interesting. And I'll, I'll explain to you what it is. I'm always fascinated when someone makes a movie and they kind of, you know, like, present themselves as this really great guy that everybody loves. And Vin Diesel definitely does do that. Like, he does that in Triple X 3 big time. Like, big, big, big time. Like, he's a, a, a extreme sports messiah Jesus in Triple in X 3. In this one, he does the same sort of thing. And I'll give you an example of what, like... And I'm not saying this as a negative. Like, I really think it's funny when people do this and stuff. But especially, I think, when Vin Diesel does it. I've said this before on the podcast, and I'll say it again. I think Vin Diesel is one of the great action movie presences. So, I mean, if I had my way, I, he, would be in every, he would be in a lot of action movies, and he would just do action movies and action, action, action with Vin Diesel, because that's fun. But he you know because i know he produces these films so he pr presents himself as this very uh, virtuous very you know a tough of course you know guy i'll give you an example at the beginning of the movie uh and i don't think i'm going to talk spoilers because there's not much to spoil anyway but like at the beginning of the movie he has this race 
in Cuba with this Cuban kind of kind of tough guy, right? Because the Cuban guy made a bet with Dom's cousin. And Dom's cousin has to give the Cuban tough guy his car. And Dom being the, the family-oriented man of virtue and honor that he is, he tells the Cuban guy, hey, instead of taking my, my cousin's car, you, we will race. And this is how he talks. And, uh, you know, and he says, like, we'll race. And uh, if you win, you can take my Impala, which is this really great, crazy car, right? So then everybody's like, Dom, Dom, what are you doing? The, the car that you have is a is a piece of junk with a with a with a motor with a uh, fishing boat motor in it as a motor. You, there's no way you can win. So then, what does Don do? He 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 he's a man of uh, of action. He starts stripping down the car stripping you know the 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 seats the doors everything that's like dead weight on the car he strips it down and he races the guy and the race it, it was a cool sequence like he's racing the guy and then the guy like has somebody crash a motorcycle into him and then dom's car sets on fire and he's still driving and then he goes in reverse and he's driving in reverse and stuff and then he wins the race and he jumps out of the car right before it hits the water like it, it crashes off into the ocean and he jumps off and how do the people react they react like this. A group of children run to Dom and are like, Dom, Dom, or they don't say Dom, Dom, but basically the, the general vibe is Dom is some sort of uh, motor vehicle messiah and he's just a great guy. And in fact, when he uh, 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 goes up to the Cuban guy, I thought this was a very interesting kind of touching moment and maybe it's, it shows a... Uh, uh, U.S.-Cuban relations. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. But, like, he goes up to the guy and he's like, hey, so, you know, I won. So, and then the guy's like, okay, I'm a man of my word. Here's the keys to my car. But you won my respect, Dom. And then Dom says, you know what? I don't want your car. Because winning your respect is enough. That's a really great thing to say to another man who you were almost gonna kill with your vehicle, you know, earlier. Dom is such a great guy. He's just... He's just one of the greatest guys ever in the history of cinema. Now, do I like this more than I like Triple X3? No, I don't. I really like Triple X3 because that was if this if if the if the Fast and the Furious movies are stupid, Triple X3 is uh, any I I don't want to say I was going to say the R word retarded, but like that's not nice and uh, you know, again, I'm trying to phase that out of my vocabulary. It's not a nice word to use but um did i like it more than triple x3 no uh, do i think this is one of the best fast and furious movies no i really don't know what the best fast and furious movies are uh cars are not my thing i you know i'm, I'm a movie guy but like i will say uh the thing that i think is interesting and uh you know it's weird because like usually with a fast and furious movie there are parts in the trailer that are like you can tell are like the tentpole moments like they, they are the parts where like that's the the thing that gets people in gets the asses in the seats as people say and i i realize you know and there are big parts like there's cool parts like there's they're they're dumb like there's a part where charlie's throne makes every car in new york that has you know 
that that she can hack because she's like this master hacker named cypher and she has them like just drive around new york and she she's there's this one part it's really cool she says like make it rain and then all of a sudden all these cars like fall from parking garages is pretty cool but i will say um I noticed that I think the big thing that got people into the theaters was not any of the big action set pieces. I think the thing that got people into the theaters was the fact that Dom is going against his family in this film. Because I, I, I myself was curious about how they handle it and how that comes to be and what happens. Now, in the back of my mind, I know it's a Hollywood movie. So the... the the way they present it, it's not going to blow me away. It's gonna, it's, it's, it's gonna do what it's gonna do, and I know that by the end of it, Dom is gonna come back to his family. I'm. That's not what I was like. You know, there was no big suspense for me in terms of, oh, is Dom gonna go back to his family? And then you see how he was suckered into that by Charlize Theron, and and you, it, it, it makes sense and stuff. Um, uh, what else? What else? Let me look at my notes. Vin Diesel has a really, really great scene. Uh, and again, I say uh, it's stupid, but like, you know, everybody does their job really well in these Fast and Furious movies from the stunts on down to the actors and stuff. And it's fun hanging out with these actors. But there is this scene where Charlize Theron basically has Dom by the nuts, metaphorically speaking. She's got him like there's nothing he can do. And the range that Vin Diesel displays in this scene is actually very impressive for uh, uh, on his part as an actor because of the fact that like he he gets tears in his eyes and then all of a sudden he yells at Charlize Theron and it's really good and I think you know people like uh, Vin and Vin D Vin like I know him uh, people like good old Vin and and you know other Sylvester Stallone is is one that comes to mind they don't get enough credit for being really really good actors I don't think they would be along around this long if they weren't really really good actors Sylvester Stallone in particular I think Sylvester Stallone is is a really great actor and people always goof on him because he talks a certain way now let's get to a little bit of controversy on the fourth episode of my podcast i was just starting out i was a young green uh young green lad uh jason came and we were we were talking about uh, uh what was what the fuck was that movie's name Se uh, elements ninjas five elements five elements ninjas or something right and i for some reason the the, the title slipped my mind it was original there was another title called chinese super ninjas we did that movie we, we we riffed on it right and at the beginning jason told me some gossip that uh and you know i i saw some of this myself last year the rock posted like an instagram post that basically said the women in this movie are really great and i love working with them and they're awesome but the men are absolute punks and uh you know like if you see me angry in any of the scenes in this movie it's because the men are absolute punks as he said and I don't know about you. I would never want to be called a punk by by The Rock. I would, if I ever met The Rock, I've said this before, I would be so respectful and so humble and I'd be like, hey, Rock, hey, man, how's it going? Uh, everything cool? You, you good? You know, I wouldn't even bother him. I would just be like, hey, you know, good to see you, Rock. But like, apparently, this is what Jason told me. Jason told me that because Vin Diesel is, you know, these movies are his baby. Like he produces them, and they're they're a big part of the the Vin Diesel brand. I would say, 
was that I guess he was kind of shaving down The Rock's parts or, or trimming his fighting scenes and stuff. And because of that, there was a great friction between the two of them. It all comes down to who do I think will win in a fight. And I have to say, uh, The Rock... Yeah, I like both of them. This makes me feel very conflicted because I really, I don't drink, but I would love to go like not get a beer with them. Like they could get a beer and I could, one of them and I could get like a root beer or something and just hang out with these two guys. They seem like really cool guys and it really does hurt my feelings. It doesn't, I don't, I don't give a shit, but like this is just something to talk about on the podcast. But it really is interesting that they didn't get along on this film and I hope they can get along because I really do think that The Rock is a really great addition, addition to uh, the, the family, the Dom family and stuff. And uh, yeah, again, like it sort of fits the criteria of of everything that uh, that I look for in a Fast and Furious movie. It's dumb. It has cars. Tyrese says, "Oh hell no," or, or variations of "Oh hell no," and Ludacris is funny. They they now have this hot hacker girl that was from the last movie that was good. So how many ice cream cones do I give this film? The Fate of the Furious, where we find out the fate of the furious even though honestly i don't know if that title totally works but like how many ice cream cones do i give it i give it 7.5 i think that's fair it wasn't it didn't uh it didn't like completely blow my mind or anything it gave me everything that i wanted now if i could say you know something uh, about the the series in general i think and i'm Pretty, I'm not certain that this will happen. I'm just, I kind of can just see it. That eventually, maybe if like the next one, which I don't think so. I think these movies are always going to make money. Uh, uh, like, let's say the next one, let's say, you know, the next one doesn't make too much money or or it, uh, it doesn't do as well as they think. I think eventually they're going to do some sort of reboot or something. Or... They would make a new one with a completely different vibe. I would love to see a Fast and the Furious movie. Kind of, uh, maybe this is a weird example, but kind of how like Christopher Nolan took the Batman movies and made them hyper-realistic. I think it would be interesting to see a Fast and the Furious movie Excuse me, I just belched. Oh my God, shame, shame, shame on me. But like, uh, if someone made the Fast and the Furious movie and made it hyper-realistic and made it gritty and cool and rated R and bloody as hell, but, you know, maybe the bloody as hell thing, that won't happen. Listen, let me just quickly... I got to tell you about something. Okay, so that's Fast and the Furious. 7.5 ice cream cones. It was dumb. It was fun. It was great. Charlize Theron was awesome. And I'm super excited about Atomic Blonde. That looks really fun. And also a few good trailers. The Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 looks cool. Uh, What else? There's this new movie by Luc Besson, uh, Valeria or something. That looks pretty cool. And all around, everything looks cool. And it was a wonderful day at the cinema. I didn't get popcorn, but... if I did, that would have been even greater. But like, it was just a great time at the cinema. The fa- fate of the furious. It was, it was fatefully great. Oh man, that was lame. But uh, okay, let's let's uh, let me. I I want to tell you about a very special person. We're gonna switch gears. We're gonna change gears here. Okay, because it's Easter Sunday, and Easter Sunday is a day when uh, we all uh, think about religion or something. 
I don't know. I usually Easter Sunday, I'm I, I I'm not doing anything special. Today is a day where we celebrate love because I do think uh, Jesus Christ, his message was one of love. It was one of forgiveness. It was one of understanding. It was one of peace, which I think a lot of people forget about. And, uh, you know, this, this podcast is, you know, it's being released on the Monday after Easter. But I want to turn you on a little bit to something. It's called Cutie Honey. It's one of the greatest things I have ever seen in my life. It's one of my favorite things I have ever seen in my life. It's, it's, the, it's the greatest thing ever. What is Cutie Honey? Cutie Honey was created by Go Nagai. He was a manga artist. And Go Nagai also created other uh, famous animes like Devil Man and Devil Woman, I think was one of them. I actually have it. I don't remember what it was called. But like, and, uh, you know, he, and he created this thing called Cutie Honey. And Cutie Honey is basically this character who she was, she's kind of like a robot, right? But she's super realistic and she's very hot. She has a nice body and stuff. You, you know, she's an anime. And uh, her, she was created by her, um, this is going into a movie, so bear with me. She was created by her father and she's super innocent and she is very Christ-like in the sense that she she is just all about love and this and that and 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 uh, you know she's not a hateful character she's she's childlike right and she fights bad guys and uh she is able she has this amazing ability to uh transform her costume into anything she she anything she desires like for instance she goes to a hospital and she needs to fit in with the nurses she can transform into a nurse just by going honey flash and then she her clothes rip off and then new clothes come on and she's a nurse and every time she goes into gets into an adventure and she's fighting a bad guy uh eventually the bad guy will say hey hey who are you anyway and honey cutie honey will say you know sometimes i am a nurse Sometimes I am a teacher because, you know, in the episode she would have dressed like a teacher. Sometimes I am a police officer because, you know, again, in the episode she would have disguised herself as a police officer. But my real identity is Honey Flash. And then her clothes rip off. And in the anime, we can kind of see her boobs and stuff. Uh, and which that's good for, you know, young anime fans, but like her clothes rip off. And then she has this like costume, which she's basically a superhero and she has a sword and she fights bad guys. And in 2004, my world was completely changed because I was lucky enough to see this, a film of this character directed by Hideaki Anno, who created the Neon Genesis Evangelion, Evangelion Neon Genesis anime, which is a huge, famous anime, a really great anime, actually. And the way I came across Cutie Honey was actually kind of magical. Across the street from the, the factory space where I, I work and help my father, uh, where I help my father, Across the street, this was more than 10 years ago, all of a sudden, this store opened up. And it opened up literally for like a week. For a week, this store was in this space that was usually empty. 
And one day I wandered into the store and I saw it was nothing but Asian bootlegs, like Asian bootleg DVDs. And I, this was one of the greatest, most lucky things that ever happened to me because in that store, they had Old Boy, which I hadn't seen at that point. And this was before Old Boy came out in theaters here. They had Old Boy. They had this other movie that I had been meaning to see called Cashern, which is really cool. It's kind of like uh, Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow, but Japanese, even though I haven't seen Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow. But it's very like CG and very, you know, like it's like a big operatic set piece thing, you know. And uh, they had Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance and, uh, from the director of Old Boy. And they had Cutie Honey. And I bought them all. And I bought them, I think, for like eight bucks a piece or something. And one, I think it, it was around spring. I just, I sat down and I watched all of these movies. And Cutie Honey really, really blew my mind. I showed it to a few people who will go unnamed because shame on them. They're, they're such shameful people. And they didn't get it. They were like, what is this, Power Rangers? And I said, no, this is the most brilliant thing you've ever seen. And you just don't know it because you're stupid. And they didn't get it. And now, more than 10 years ago, I've watched it recently again. And I have to say that Cutie Honey has stood the test of time. 10 years is a lot of time for a movie to age. And movies either age like a fine wine or they age like milk. And Cutie Honey is a movie that ages like a fine, delicious wine, even though I don't drink wine. But it, it it's one of the most beautiful, fun, crazy movies you've ever seen. And uh, an interesting thing about the director, he went on to direct uh, Shin Godzilla, uh, which, uh, you know... It, not to get into Shin Godzilla, but that was also a really great movie. And this guy is a really great director and he has a very specific style. And, you know, a part of his uh, thing is is mecha and, uh, you know, like giant robots and giant creatures and stuff like that. And uh, he has, you know, watch Cutie Honey. And I believe there's a new one coming out that's kind of like a darker reboot of it. But watch Cutie Honey, and I challenge you not to feel joyous. I do. I really do. I, I dare you not to feel joyous. If you don't feel joyous, I will give you $2. I take that back. I'm not giving you any money. But if you watch Cutie Honey for the first time, I've said this on the podcast about other films, you're lucky, and I envy you for being able to watch this beautiful, beautiful film for the first time. Cutie Honey also stars this amazing woman named erico erico sato i hope i'm I, i'm not, i'm so not pronouncing that right and she played cutie honey and she plays cutie honey as just this innocent uh, uh beautiful funny interesting thing that's like a kid basically and then there was another character and this actress i i regretfully don't know her i i, I didn't look up her name but she plays a character named nat chan and she's a, a police inspector and uh, Cutie Honey, uh, she she's like out to stop Cutie Honey and then they team up and stuff. And there is a moment in the film towards the end, and I'm not g giving too much away, where there's an emotional moment and you really, really, really do feel it. 
You really do. You honestly do. And I think that's kind of amazing for a movie with, uh, you know, j monsters and a, a girl that transforms into anything. It really is one of the funnest, most joyous films I've ever seen. Uh, you know, um, one of the I was going to do this, uh, do a ep podcast episode about Cutie Honey with one of my friends, but we couldn't coordinate our schedules and stuff. And he's actually doing the music for Debbie and the Devil. And, um, uh, you know, but I figured it's Easter and it's a great day to spread the love, spread the love of Cutie Honey, because she really is one of the greatest things ever. I think if you look at the great things in, in uh, religion, I'd say Jesus is number one and then Cutie Honey, because... I mean, really, she, she, she's just so not hateful, and she's so not negative, and she's so positive, and it really is one of the greatest things I have ever seen in my entire amazing life. So I think that's the show. Fade and the Furious, 7.5 ice cream cones out of 7.5. Cutie Honey is the greatest movie I have ever seen, and I love you. I do. Come here. Give me a hug. Give me a hug. Give me a hug. Come on. Come on. Come on. Mm, my friend. Okay. So that's the show. Follow me on Twitter at Mr. Nasred. Follow me on Instagram at Mr. Nasred. Email me at Nasredpodcast at gmail.com and visit me at Nasred.com for all of your Nasred needs and buy a Wild 7 Productions t-shirt. 10% of the proceeds go to Children Incorporated because I think that's a very cutie honey thing to do. Goodbye, my Easter Bunny, Chocolate, Jesus Christ, cutie honey friends. 